Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, 22nd of May, and Wall Street was down 100 points. NASDAQ was down about 1%. Our market opened higher this morning, so flat now, which is okay. The US is closed on Monday, so we're sliding quietly into the end of the week. And very happy to see the recovery stocks performing quite well yesterday. And we've positioned ourselves fully invested, mostly focused on recovery stocks rather than quality stocks. And the big quality stocks are getting left behind a little bit every time the market rallies and some of these recovery stocks doing quite well. So some of the stocks like Flight Center, Webjet, IDP Education, Qantas, Warley's, Santos, APT performing well yesterday and other stocks like Woolworths, West Farmers, CSL as they are today just dragging their feet. No one seems to be interested in playing the stuff that performed very well on the way down, on the way up. So their day will come, but not yet. In the strategy piece today, I've headlined it with a podcast I did for Equity Mates. You might have heard Henry on Equity Mates previously. Equity Mates is Alec and Bryce who focus on or target millennials with stock market information and education. And I sat with them for an hour. We talked about all sorts of things. How to invest would be the main thrust of it. There's also a bit of stuff about the backstory to Marcus today. And we've got some really good feedback on it. It does take an hour. So you'll probably have to go for a 10K run instead of a 5K run to listen to that one. But please have a listen to that. Um, I thought it really came out quite well. Strategy-wise, as I say, still fully invested, still playing recovery stocks, still playing energy stocks as well. And as of this week, we've been going a little bit underweight on the banks in order to fund other recovery plays. As the market rises, they too are dragging their feet. And as far as our performance is concerned, it's like dragging an anchor. So happy to rotate for the moment into recovery stocks as long as the market's going up. On the chart, we're not quite breaking out. Yesterday was a good day, uh, but and we're, we're pushing the top end of this sort of sideways trading range. You could argue that we've been in a uptrend for the last 20 days or so, uh, but pushing the top of this trading range, which is what we want to be doing. So you'll see that on the, again, a Hekinashi chart, which sort of averages a couple of days in one candle. Hekinashi chart of the SX200 in the newsletter today. And the, the discipline is, as I've mentioned before, is if you break out of a break out through resistance or down through support, you're supposed to chase the break. So if we've got a solid up day now, we would break out of the trading range we're in and you're supposed to chase, chase the break. Uh, it's, it's obviously more hope or probability than fact, but good to be pushing the top side, not the downside. Virus talk today is quite good. UK and US numbers have dropped overnight. China and South Korea, if you remember, we're seeing as we emptied this relapse zone, we're seeing a pickup in cases, case numbers again, falling again. So that's all good. The US is also, you'll read, ordered 300 million vaccines from AstraZeneca, who have developed a vaccine from the University of Oxford. And the UK have ordered 100 million of them. And it's a vaccine. No, there was a vaccine. Well, there isn't yet. It's a vaccine in clinical trials that is in human trials. It's an achievement just to get to human trials. And it will be available in September if the human trials are successful. It may not work. Uh, 
and there are a hundred programs developing a vaccine globally and in, in inverted commas the experts say there will be a vaccine in 12 to 18 months anyway this uh, it'll be all right in the end vibe is what we want to hear it's good for the market perpetuates the recovery certainly uh, that's the vibe today uh, the I've got a chart of the PE of the US market compared to the Australian market. You've probably heard me talk about a few times that the S&P 500 is trading on 21.4 times, which is a pretty fanciful multiple in the real world, but the stock market world is quite normal. And we're on 15.7 times. So there's a, there's a bit of a gap opened up. US has bounced more strongly than we did off the bottom. And that makes Australia look really quite cheap. It's in fact the, the cheapest PE in, well, three or three or four years. And it's, it's reasonably encouraging for our market that we're not overpriced. The US obviously is led by technology, which has got their PE higher. Most of the underbelly of their market is still on the same sort of PEs we are. But the point being that there is still plenty of opportunity in our market compared to where we were. We were on a PE of 21 times in the middle of, you know, 2017 or so and we were on a PE of over 19 times uh, before the corona crash so so we've come down quite a long way plenty of opportunity around uh, a few little other points today uh, Telstra there's an article about Goldman Sachs saying the dividend is safe we hold it for income at the moment I put it I put a chart of it in the newsletter today it had a, a recent bottoming and we got a little bit excited about maybe that's finally the bottom on Telstra. That all turned over again. I don't think it's a frontline recovery play. And consequently, the market goes up again. It's, it's uh, just being ignored a little bit, but happy to hear Goldman Sachs' optimism about the dividend. Uh, there are a few articles about this new inspection regime that China's brought in for iron ore. That looked like an attack on our iron ore miners. And they fell briefly yesterday when it was announced, then bounced again. It shouldn't upset uh, BHP and Rio and Fortescue. In fact, BHP are doing rather well today. Uh, they, BHP were involved in developing these standards. They're designed to clean up the Chinese steel industry, not punish iron ore producers. And on the contrary, it should play into the hands of quality iron ore producers in Australia, especially with iron ore supply constraints in Brazil, which is the biggest producer globally. China imports 85% of their iron ore, so they can't stuff us around. They can stuff us around on beef and barley and coal and there's suggestions that they are about to uh, stop buying Australian thermal coal uh, but uh, they import 85% of their iron ore so they can't really do too much there I think BHP Rio are quite safe as far as China is concerned and the demand for iron ore finally I was reading some commodity pages today they were talking about a breakout of the copper price which had been going sideways as well Obvious stocks there. I've listed a few of them, uh, but BHP and Rio are, are part of the copper price as or copper exposures as well. So happy just to play it through that. Uh, that's about it for today, and very happy with how the market's going, how we've gone this week. We're outperforming today. The recovery stocks are doing well again, and notably the big quality is uh, dragging its feet. We uh, clearly have a bit of a rest next week with Wall Street shut on Monday for Memorial Day. And uh, all looking good. You have a very good weekend and I'll be back here for the weekend email tomorrow.